So we're honoring Kelly today. And so uh, you saw the Wonder Woman uh, theme song where I found out there is no Superwoman, no real Superwoman uh, in comic book land. But we're coming out of Proverbs 31, chapter 31, verses 10 through 31. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10 through 31. I want us to get deep in that today because today we're talking about a Superwoman. Now, this is the thing I want us to harken back to. Superman really is not super, as we think. He's not invincible. Because what's Superman's weakness? Kryptonite. Kryptonite. And there's one more thing that's his weakness. What's his other weakness? Lois Lane. Come on, say it louder. What's his other weakness? <laughs> Lois Lane. Because Superman not get in trouble when it's not about Lois Lane. When it's just about, okay, I got to save the world and all that stuff. Remember, in Superman, the first movie, he got to turn the whole world around for Lois Lane. He got to do extra and do all this stuff for Lois Lane. So that's a weakness. His other weakness is kryptonite, some green stuff. But, but for a superwoman, that's what I want to understand. A superwoman is not super because she is invincible. She's super because of the things that she does. That's why she's super. We are super or even supernatural because we don't lie within our natural habitat. Our natural thing is what? When we were born, we were born selfish. We were born to care about ourselves. It is supernatural to start caring about other people and not have your own agenda. See, that's supernatural. Much of that, most of that, is God himself working through us. Because in our natural state, man, we don't care about nobody. You know, and from the pulpit to the, to the outhouse, we got some folks that on their own agenda, being in a natural state, where God is trying to lift up to a supernatural state. So, so when we talk about the superwoman in Proverbs 31, uh, verse 10 through 31, this mother is giving advice to the king and trying to let the king know what should you be looking for in a so-called godly woman, or we're going to say a superwoman. The first thing that what you're going to find in a superwoman, the first thing that you find in a superwoman is that she's rare. See, this is the thing. If you are somebody here, everybody can pick up, then you like greater value. You're just on the shelf. Greater value, generic brand, Walmart, sorry. All my Walmart fans, I know some of my fans, that y'all got Sam's Choice. Some of us are greater value. So, so you're just generic. But God is saying that in verse 10, that this woman is far valuable, more valuable than Jules herself. You can't find this. This is not going to be something that you're going to hit on because everybody else hit on. This is something rare. That God is calling our ladies, our women, women of faith, women who are saying, I'm going to walk with Jesus. I want you to be rare. I want you to be something that's worth it. Now, this is why I want us to get to my young ladies. Young ladies, you are worth something. See, too many times in society, if you watch BT, if you watch MTV, if you watch whomever, they say, well, you just nobody. You just one of them other girls in the video. Too many times, men, we talk to some of our ladies like, you ain't nothing. Uh -huh. You know, we will say words that we would never even say to our mama. And if we say to our mama, back in the day, you get to slap, woo, you be out. All right. So, so what's been said? Our women should be valuing themselves more than Jules itself. You are worth something. What you have to give to a man is not something that everybody else should have. That's right. 
And I'm going to say back to my superwoman that my superwoman gave me something that no other man had. All right. And so, so what, what I'm saying is, and I want my daughter to model that. It will break my heart to know that when I was growing up, you and 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 our the 1980s babies came through the cell phone age. And if you notice anything now, everybody got a cell phone, and I can start taking pictures of people and videos, and, and people pass that around. It demeans us. It demeans our ladies. So you're valuable. So superwoman, you're not gonna find everywhere. Rare to find. When I had met Kelly, it was something that was not planned, was not my plan, because I had a different plan. But don't you love how God says, you know what, let me stop your GPS. Because your GPS is making you go three stops past the exit I was going to make you go off of. You about to go down the wrong road and let me get you off the exit on the right ramp. And so God said, you're going to get off this exit right here. And what happened, we were at Tall Street Christian Academy, and the principal there said, there's a young lady who's about to take your old job since you're going to law school. Why don't you interview her? And you know she's cute. <laughs> now, you don't think a lot of people are going to try to hook you up that way. But he said, yeah, she's cute. So I went in there. I had a blue shirt on. No, I had a blue shirt. And she had a blue shirt on. She, she has not a good memory, but it's Okay. <laughs> See, that's not part of Superwoman. Superwoman doesn't say she got to have a long memory. <laughs> and so, so what happened when, when we went there, I'm talking, and it was things that was buzzwords for me that she spoke to. She wanted to do this. She wanted to do that. She had a passion for this and that. And so those buzzwords ringed in my ear. Wow. And so normally in an interview, because I was in there supposed to be supposedly interviewing her. In the interview, I'm saying, well, here's my number. Tell me how the first day of school goes. <laughs> and why don't you give me your number so if you have any conflict or any situation, you can holler back at me. Or, or you can speak with me. I might have said it like that. And so the first day it came and went. I called, but no call back. See, this is the thing, ladies. You shouldn't be thirsting after any man. Because you should wait to God's appointed time to make your mate. See, for me, it was another year later. And God had to take me through some more things to humble myself, to get myself right in my mind, to be prepared to take on the superwoman. See, because if I had, if she had called that day, then it would be nothing. Like, okay, whatever. But because I had to wait and focus on that, then I knew it was something special. Right. Not some run of the mill. See, it was a year later before I had made my find. Even though we had met a year before. You see how deep that was? See, the thing was, and during that time period, she got to see me and practice. Yeah. See, some of us men, we want to go and talk to some lady. Right there, she should want to be our girlfriend. Right there, she should want to be on a date. Right there. No. See, what happened, God says, I'm going to allow you to be in front of her. Should this be the man for her? Should you be the woman for her? I'm not going to let this be any run of the mill. And so it, it started happening time and time again. And I, I found that some things she might say, like, you need to get a real job. Things of that nature. Those things, I'm like, what? <laughs> How are you going to tell somebody to get a real job? I'm coaching up here. Plus going to law school. But those things made me think. 
and made me think to the point that a year later that when I did, I, I, you know, I asked her once again. And this time, because it's been a year of work. See, this is the thing. Jacob taught us some things with Rachel. He worked for Rachel really for 21 years. Seven years he said I was going to work for Rachel. Then he got hoodwinked by the uncle. Then, and, and then that's where Leah got into the picture. Then he worked another 14. And then he worked for another 21 for all the cattle that he was supposed to have. And that ain't a good cattle. For 21 years he loved that woman so much. 21 years he said I will be under someone else who should not even be I should never be his servant but because I love you I'm going to go through this 21 years and so God had me go through that one year thank the Lord 21 and so that's a rare find does any man in the house today have a superwoman by your side See, a superwoman catches things that you won't catch. A superwoman, just like Lois Lane, because see, for them, we're their Lois Lane, men. Because we get hot, we get upset, we get frustrated. And somehow they're there to catch what we make with falls. And so when we get into the next thing, the, uh, the second point, the character of a godly woman. The character of a godly woman is this. And we can look in verse 11 through 12. The one thing that I looked for in a woman was somebody who we said uh, is industrious. But let me break it down. Does not lay up. <laughs> See, my mother was not a layup woman. Now right. I'm going to be very honest and frank with you. My mother from the day that I was born always worked. Worked at night, was on in, in, at the PTA in the morning. My mama, I don't know when she slept. But she's got her, she got her cat naps in somehow. But she worked all the time. I can say my father worked, but I'm just focusing on my mother and, and the women in my life. So when I, when I was looking for some woman, you don't you understand us men, we look for somebody who is similar to our mother. So for me, I cannot, I cannot have a woman that wants to lay up. And, when, and let me break down. What does lay up mean? Lay up mean I'm at the house. I ain't done nothing. The house, and once I had the house, I'm talking about the house is dirty. I ain't cooked nothing. I, like, I watched some young and wrestlers today. You know, you, you might not even took a bath. I mean, you wearing the same clothes I left you in. You laid up. It's some lay up men. Amen? Amen? It's some lay up children. Amen? Amen. It's some children. Well, the day I graduated, the next day my mom said, so you going to get your job? I said, mama, I can't experience summertime before I go to college. No, you're going to get your job. <laughs> and then when I was going out on the job, she said, you better put a suit and tie on. Mama, you suit and tie, you get a job. Because, see, nobody laid up at the house, not the morale house. And so what was I looking for? A woman that would not lay up. Now, in my dating life, there's some women that will lay up. Amen? There's some women, uh, Damien, there's some women you may have come across who laid up. Amen? They didn't want to do anything. They didn't want to go. I, I, in college, I knew some people, they were enrolled in college, but never went to class. So you will lay up. You laying up. You laying up. There's some folks that went to the first day of class, to the mid-semester class, and maybe the last semester or the last class. And they say, I don't know why I got to see. What happened? You laid up. So what I found was a woman who had not only got her bachelor's degree, but got her 
master's degree. Not only was coming and saying, you know what, I'm going to work at Tuller Street. They're not going to pay me enough right now, but God's going to have a door open for me to step into my next season in my life. So there was, there was no layup. And this was the biggest thing. When Hurricane Katrina happened, my, my father has owned a janitorial company, uh, uh, which is basically just our family, since I was at least four or seven years old. For, for all my life, from four or seven years old, it was a 1984 daddy. 85. So since I was five years old, since I was five years old, I've been pulling some trash. I, we can get down in the dirty. And so when Hurricane Katrina happened, my dad, who also worked for the post office, had to leave. He had to leave to go help in New Orleans. So he said, Mark, I need you to help clean these buildings. Now, janitorial work is not easy work. It's not glamorous work. And most of the time, people looking at you like, can you get this too? That's right. <laughs> you like, did you have to put all the gum in the trash can? Because you just got that one gum in the trash can. We got to take the whole bag out. You got that? But anyway. And so what I found was this, you know, I had asked my older sister, would you come and help me? You know what? I can't do that right now. Doggone it. Who can I help? Because Teresa's at Baylor. So I called Kelly. And Kelly didn't hesitate. She didn't say, well, you know, I got to go work tomorrow. She got out there and she worked with me, pulling trash, mopping, uh, mopping, vacuuming. And what, what am I saying? They even had made an impression on my dad. All right. she, she don't lay up. Not only is she working hard at the school, not only is she work hard at her home and with her family, but when it's time for work, she gets down and dirty. She's not afraid to be a, a worker. See, too many times we have taught our children to lay up. Because society says, it's all right to lay up, I'll give you a check. It's all right to lay up, we'll, we'll, we'll go comfort you. It's all right to lay up, we'll give you some charity. No, God is saying, we got to stop laying up. Because when you look at God's word, he always talks about, seek me, walk with me. He don't ever say, lay up with me. He said, get up. Amen. Last week we talked about get off our donkey. I'm telling you, God is telling us, we got to get up and not lay up. Amen. Nothing worse than a layup person. Right. Now I'm just putting that out there plainly. Right. If you don't have a job, I got some flyers. If you want to work, we got some places for you to work. We're going to make a way happen. Because God is saying there is a way. There truly is a way. Now I'm not talking about my folks who are trying. I'm talking about my folks who are giving up on themselves. Because that's where you truly are at the layup point. When you say, I have no hope. When I met this woman, she was full of hope. So when she went from not laying up, the next thing that you know that she has compassion, i.e. she's not cold. What I found in Kelly was somebody who would give her last meal to someone else instead of herself. Someone her last dollar to someone else. When was the last time you showed compassion to someone else? Us men, if you're looking for a woman, yes, you need to look for somebody who's working hard. But if she has no compassion for you, your family, or for others, you might need to keep on moving. Because, see, when times get hard, when you got to go to the hospital, you're going to want that same compassion to show the others to you. Amen. See, a superwoman takes care of her family in the middle of the night. A superwoman takes care of her family even when everybody else is asleep. A superwoman has everything together when you don't think anything should be together. That's what a superwoman does. Amen. But the superwoman is doing that not for any fame or glory. She's doing it because it needs to be done. 
she's doing it with that compassion say she's talking with women and out of her mouth is coming out wisdom because she says I care about somebody else see a civil woman is not self involved she's not selfish she is worried about what other people are doing she's worried about how you are doing that's what a super woman does now if you notice anything Kelly comes in here every Sunday she does not care about what ha, ha, look what, what's going on I got my big hat on hey and she's not trying to work what does she do when she comes in here she's working amen she's involved in every little aspect and somehow working in this church even though her kids run around crazy she's up here <laughs> she's working hard and this is this is the biggest thing a superwoman's hard to find. They're not, they're not laying up, they're not lazy. They are, they are not cold, they have compassion. Why? Because they're focused on the sun. You see, too many times we have walked in the darkness of the night and we don't understand why we can't move forward. God is saying, once you move out and look into the sun, oh, not the S-O-N. I'm sorry, not the S-U-N, but the S-O-N. See, the true light, see, that star one day will phase out. But the sun is alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. There is no, there is no time period to him. He was there when we were created. He was there when the flood happened. He was going to be there when this whole earth passes. And he will be here when the new earth and new heaven is here. He is ever present. And this new sun who was there at the, at the creation, he was there when Adam and Eve sinned. He was there when he talked to his father. He said, Father, I know what's going to happen. I know what I'm going to have to do 2,000 years from now. So so I'm focused on that. So you focus on this sun. The same sun that said I'm going to come down to earth and I'm going to live in the hood. I'm not going to live in Highland Park. I'm not even going to live in South Dallas. Uh, the projects won't even know my name. I'm basically going to be in the shelters of Nazareth. I'm going to be called with a city of garbage. They're going to say what good can come out of Nazareth. There's some people have been out of Roseland. What good can come out of Roseland. There's been some folks that came out of Elm Thicket. What good can come out of Elm Thicket. There's been some folks come out of Fraser Court. What good can come out of Fraser Court. It's been some folks who say I'm coming out of Oak Cliff. What good can come out of Oak Cliff? It's been some folks who says your name is what? What good can come from your family? But he's there and he's going to spend 33 years on this earth toiling with us, pleading with us, crying with us, laughing with us. And then on his last days, you know what? He's going to be left alone. See, I'm still focused on that son. That same son that says, I have come not so that I can live. I came to give life. I didn't come so that I would be served. I came that you would be served. I didn't come to heal the righteous. I came to heal the sick. I'm that same son. So that same son that said I was there at the beginning, that same son said I will get on the cross. And when all the earth go black, that same son was still shining. Even though blood was coming from his head, even though nails were in his hands, even though nails was in his feet, even though he was being mocked and cursed and said, won't you get down if you truly have power? If I got down, you would know the true darkness of the world is upon you. So I'm going to stay up on this cross. The true son said, I'm going to shine. I'm to shine and then he said I'm going to be the one to say it is finished no Roman is going to say it is finished no man is going to say it's going to be finished my mama won't say it's going to be finished it's me that's going to say Lord it is finished I give my spirit to you I have control over that and he died and he died no there was 
was nobody there for him. Yeah, his mama was there, but she didn't understand that all his disciples, all the folks that were cutting off ears had left. All the folks that said, I'm your man to the end, they had left. Everybody had gone. He had to go get in a borrow tomb. But isn't it good to borrow? See, when you're focused on the sun, you understand your seasons are temporary. So you understand what you're going through today won't be like that a year from now. What you're going from a year from now won't be like that a year uh, uh, after that. Because see, it's temporary. See, now temporary. He said, I'm going to spend three days in this tomb. I don't need to buy a tomb. Amen. I don't need to get no rental uh, plots. I don't need to get no barrel plots. I'm renting today. And I'm not going to rent. I'm like, Joseph, Amethia, let me borrow your tomb for a second. I'm going to borrow this just for three days. But on that third day, I'm going to get up. And you know what happened? That the ground was shaking. See, when you're focused on the sun, your life starts to change a little bit. And that stone moved away. And he got up with all power. See, when you're focused on the sun, it's something about that name Jesus that can get you through a midnight hour. It's something about that name Jesus that can get you through a bad diagnosis. It's something about that name Jesus that can get you through the hell of life. It's something about that name Jesus. And that Jesus got up. He got up with all power. And he said, you know what? The sun is risen. And that the sun is now shining on this Sunday morning. I have life because I have life because Jesus lived. My sins were cast down in that tomb. Left there. Ain't nothing there for me to go back to. He's taking care of my past. So going back to my superwoman. My superwoman says, I'm focused on all that. See, I, I know when I have hard times, when my money not right, my Jesus is still Jehovah Jireh. When I, when I have times when my children are sick at night, and I say, Lord, help me. I know my God is still a healer. When, I, when, I, when my husband is acting funny and strange, I know my God is still a mediator. He says, I'm a wonderful counselor. I still know that Jesus, that Jesus that I'm focused on. When everybody is gospel me. My Jesus says, I'm your friend. What a friend you have in me. That same Jesus, when you said, everybody has been beating down on me. He says, you know what? By my stripes, you are healed. Every he took, he said, I'm healed. That same Jesus. So when that superwoman is focused, now I want you to understand, just like Superman, Superman would get weak when he was in a dark place. If kryptonite was on him and he was in a dark place, he gets so weak. But the minute he got to that sun, you, you better watch out, boy. The minute he got to that sun, he struggled out of that cave. He done somehow made it from the kryptonite and he started looking up at that sun. And Superman started kind of looking at Hulk Hogan. You know, Hulk Hogan, this is a strange thing what Hulk Hogan does. He get like, Hulk Hogan, come on now, that's some fake wrestling going on. He get going, but Superman can see that sun, and he get a little stronger. His back is all beat up. He's been through the war. He looking at that sun, he gets stronger. When my wife and when these super women are looking at Christ Jesus, their Savior, they're getting a little stronger through the valley. Yes, it is a shadow of death, but I will fear no evil. No man can touch me because my Lord is with me. I don't know about you, but when you're focused on the sun, it doesn't matter who is coming against you. He says, I am your anchor in a raging sea. I'm your shelter during the storm. That sun, that sun. Well, he said, you know, son, in conclusion, a superwoman should be praised. See, that's what you should look for. But a superwoman should be praised 
by her community. A superwoman should be praised by her children. A superwoman should be praised by her husband. A superwoman should be praised. I was, we were in San Antonio this weekend. My daughter at midnight, for some reason, this child can stay up. She stayed up and said, Mommy, and sang her happy birthday. And then she said, Mommy, I love you. You see, even at three years old, this child knows, I'm going to praise my mama. Why I'm going to praise my mama, I know my mama gets up early in the morning and prepares my clothes. I know she gets up early in the morning and deals with whatever foolishness is at work. I know when my, my mama's there helping to pay the bills and, and bringing it home. And so, but my mama comes home. She don't try to lord it over nobody. I'm a principal. I'm a this and I'm a that. She comes home and says, I'm a godly woman. She comes down and says, I bring a plate to my own husband. Even though he's been working too. He could get up with his own two feet. But I'm going to do this for my husband. And I'm going to give him a plate. I see how my mama operated. So I'm going to say, Mama, I love you. And Kelly, we're going to say today, we love you. We love you for what you're doing. We love you for the, the grace that you have put through to yourself. You have been dignified. You have been classy. You have been down and dirty. You have been with all of us. And you have never given up. Dude, everything that's happened, when you have given up. You know, Kelly's father had passed at 13. She could say, I give up. She didn't give up. She went down and left New York and went down to Atlanta and could say, I give up. They got all kind of strange things down here in the South. She could say, I give up. She then came to Dallas, leaving New York. She said, I could give up. She didn't. She didn't got with some fool. Some fool at the time called Mark Morrell. Got with some fool. And that fool, they see with a superwoman, just when you get in this word, see they help man can approach the city gates because he has a superwoman at home. See, now I'm approaching the city gate these days because I had a superwoman at home taking care of the home and everything else. See, when you got somebody strong, you can say, I love you. I love you more than life itself. There's nothing that will separate me from this woman. She is a good woman, a great woman, a woman that no one can compare to. That's what I celebrate today. That's what the church celebrates today. So, so that's why I want us to understand. Now, I know some other superwomen in here. Amen? There's some other women that can say, I can, I can get on my cape too. All right? It's a man. Is any man say, I got me a superwoman preacher. I got me a superwoman. Go ahead. There's some sons in here say, I got me a supermama. Uh, Amen? You got some people in here, or you got a super grandmama, whomever. We must, as us, praise those. Praise them. Bring them flowers while they're still here. I'm not going to buy one flower when the day, because I ain't going to pass first. When the day, <laughs> the day that she leaves this, uh, this, this side, I'm not going to bring one flower, because I want all the flowers that have been already brought to her. But we gonna, I'm going to cry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to weep. But I'm going to know I have my special diamond. She was under the pressure, and she withstood it all. That's my superwoman. Is anybody this morning, you might be looking for something in this life. You might be looking and you say, you know what, preacher, I'm not a superwoman. That's all right. It's all right. Because she's not a superwoman because she chose to. It's because God transformed her into that. God's been dealing with her and still is dealing with her. God don't deal with you. He's dealing with you.
Does anybody this morning say, preacher, preacher, I need to know about the Jesus Christ you talk about. The son who can make the weak strong, who can make the crooked straight. The son who can, who can take my past and say, I deal with it. I deal with whatever you had in your past. I deal with all the men you might have been with, all the women you might have been with. I deal with the drug habits that you may have. I deal with the, the lying and the stealing. I deal with it. And I forgive you. I can make you whole. I can redeem you. Is there somebody here who might say, I just need a prayer preacher. I, 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 I've been struggling with something. And yes, I know Jesus, but I'm struggling. I'm struggling at work. I want to quit today. I, I want to I go on Monday and tell them what it really is. <laughs> what it really is is going to not be great. And so you need to pray through that. Amen. Amen. And then third, if you're saying, you know what, I don't have a church home, but I like what y'all doing at Victory. I say, won't, won't you come on down? We would love to have you. We're trying to do some great things. Not because we want to or because we want to shine, but because we want to see a city transformed for Jesus Christ. That's the only reason why we're doing this. That's the only reason why we come every Sunday. Because I tell you what, Kelly and brought me, got me all the way down to San Antonio. I'm dead tired. I'm working on two hours sleep. But you know what? I'm energized because I got my superwoman and I got my son. So you understand that I'm trying to tell you I care so much about victory because victory is about transforming lives in the name of Christ Jesus. It's not about us. It's not about building some big old church or me getting a Cadillac. No, no, no. It's simply about this. Am I walking with Christ Jesus? And, and, and can I help you make that same walk? That's all it's about. I'm struggling like you struggling. Ain't nobody in here a super Christian. We all are what? We all are sinners saved by grace. That's what my Jesus did for me. So if anything that resonates with you, I ask you to come on down today. Don't be afraid of this. Don't be afraid of what people are going to say. Because this is about you and Jesus right now. I'm talking about some breakthroughs happening. And my children, I want my children to sit for right now. Just sit for right now. Just let my adults come up for right now. All right?